Welcome back to Unknown Serial Killers. Grab a chair and get comfortable as we uncover another deranged serial killer. Last week, we spoke on Terry Blair and his murderous family. This week, we're keeping it in the family and talking about a pair of siblings who went on a killing spree. Of course, viewer's discretion is advised because we're talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use. Without further ado, let's talk about Ronald and James Allridge. Ronald Allridge was born on September 27, 1960 in West Germany, where his father was stationed at the time as part of the military. Two years later, on November 14, 1962, his younger brother James was born. In 1969, the family returned to the U.S., settling in Fort Worth, Texas, later moving into a home at 2425 Anglin Drive, where James and Ronald shared an attic bedroom. Ronald was described as shy and did not say much according to his gym teacher at O.D. Wyatt High School. On the other hand, James was described as outgoing and was popular amongst students at his high school. In March 1976, Ronald robbed a local department store stealing three guns, several watches, and multiple boxes of ammunition. Afterwards, he began to bring one of the stolen guns to his high school, which he showed off to fellow students, claiming he was ready to shoot someone. On August, on April 12, 1976, Ronald brought the gun to school once again, and once again, surrounded by fellow students outside the boys' bathroom, shot 15-year-old Lorenzo Nealon in the chest and abdomen, ultimately killing him. Reportedly, the motive was unclear as the two either had fought in the past over a girl or a burglary dispute. He was quickly apprehended after the murder, and a psychologist later diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia. In 1977, he pleaded guilty to the crime, receiving a sentence of 10 years imprisonment at the Texas Department of Corrections Ferguson Unit. In 1983, he was released from prison with no parole to be required, after which he got a job at a restaurant but was fired later after his boss got tired of him showing up late. In the months after his firing, Ronald and his brother James committed a series of armed robberies in and around Fort Worth. In some of these robberies, they were aided by brothers Clarence Jerome and Milton Ray Jerome. These robberies would be mentioned in the sentencing phases for Ronald and James. On January 14, 1985, Ronald committed an armed robbery at a Krusty's Pizza Shop in Fort Worth. During the robbery, he shot and killed 19-year-old Buddy Joe Webster Jr., the employee present with a 22 caliber pistol. After the killing, Ronald claimed he simply went home and went to sleep as if nothing happened. That right there is instantly a sign of a serial killer because how can you take someone's life and not even care about it? It's definitely something wrong. On February 3rd, 1985, the Ulrich brothers drove to a convenience store in Fort Worth. James and a former employee knew where the combination to the store safe was kept. Ronald dropped James off and drove around the corner to wait. The store was closed, but the clerk, 21-year-old Brian Clendon, was there. James asked Brian for change so he could make a payphone call. Brian recognized James, unlocked the door for him, and gave him some change. After James pretended to use the payphone and left, Brian relocked the doors. After James returned to the car, Ronald accused him of getting cold feet, prompting him to go back to the store. After Brian reopened the doors, James pointed a 25 caliber pistol at him and forced his way inside. He took Brian into the storeroom and tied his hands behind his back with an electrical cord. 
As he was emptying the cash register and safe, James heard a noise from the storeroom, went back and saw that Bryant had moved. He then forced him to his knees and shot him twice in the back of the head. He literally didn't even think twice about it. After James returned to the car, Ronald... After returning to the car, James decided to check if Brian was dead. However, he saw a woman in the store's parking lot and decided to flee. The woman was Doris Clendon, Brian's mother, who had came to pick her son up from work. After James fled, she went inside the store and saw loose change on the floor and immediately left to call the police from a nearby restaurant. The police found Brian in the storeroom still alive. He died from his injuries the following day. On March 25, 1985, the Allrich brothers and the Jarman brothers committed a violent armed robbery at the Whataburger restaurant in Fort Worth. Ronald was armed with a shotgun and two others had pistols. One of them shot out the glass door on the east side of the restaurant with his pistol and stayed at the restaurant's west door for rest for the rest of the robbery. Milton leaped over a counter to ransack two cash registers, knocking one over in the process. As Milton went over the counter, he accidentally dropped his pistol, which discharged. After the employees gave him the money, Milton went back over the counter and fled the restaurant. At the same time, while he was eating with her friends, 19-year-old Clara McKillen, Otter, was approached by Ronald. Ronald threw a bag at Otter and said, fill it up, bitch. The bag fell to the ground, and when Otter raised her hands and surrendered, Ronald shot her once on the chest, killing her. Ronald then ordered Carrie Jacobs, one of Otter's friends, to pick up the bag. Jacob gave Ronald the bag and his wallet and then packed up against a wall with his hands raised. The four men then left and were arrested shortly after. One of the store employees recognized Ronald's voice and saw his voice, having previously worked with him for a pizza restaurant. While awaiting trial, the Aldridge brothers were sought and questioned in other murders in which Ronald subsequently confessed to 13 armed robberies and the murder of Buddy Joe Webster. In addition, James was connected to the murder of Brian, who was found shot in the back of the head in the back room of the convenience store where he worked at. Both were ordered to stand trial for capital murder. The Jarman brothers cooperated with the police, saying they didn't know Ronald was going to shoot someone. In an interview with the Oxygen show, Killer Sibbins, decades later, Clarence Jarman talked about the events immediately following the robbery. And quote, when we got back in the car, the first thing I asked Ronald was, why did you do that? Clarence told Killer Siblings, and his first response was, you didn't know the bitch, why do you care? And I said, man, you just shot that girl in cold blood. Ronald is an evil man. He seemed like whatever Ronald told James to do, James would just do it, end quote. During his trial, Ronald argued that Otto's murder had been unintentional and that the accidental firing of Milton's gun had started him into pulling the trigger. Both defense and the prosecutor offered their own firearm experts. The experts for the defense, Jack Benning, said the only 2.5 pounds of pressure was needed to pull the trigger on Ronald's shotgun. And while this did not qualify as an, as an hair trigger, it was extremely low. However, on cross-examination, Benton said he had tried to make the shotgun fire unsuccessfully but failed. The expert for the prosecutor, Frank Schneiler, said four pounds of pressure was needed to pull the trigger on Ronald's shotgun. Ronald was convinced, convicted of capital murder 
During the sentencing phase, the prosecution mentioned Ronald's previous murder conviction and presented evidence of his involvement in multiple other armed robberies. He was sentenced to death. Unlike his brother, James did not have a criminal record. His defense did not dispute that he was guilty of capital murder. During the sentencing phase, however, they argued that James deserved a life sentence, saying he had been a good child growing up. It was negatively influenced by Ronald. A psychologist for the defense said James was intelligent and competent, and neither psychotic nor sociopathic. In his opinion, James would not be a threat to society if kept away from his brother. Or on cross-examination, the psychologist admitted his opinion had been drawn for a two-hour interview with James, which happened 33 days before he testified. He also admitted that James and Ronald had taken up the nicknames Ice Cube and Iceberg respectfully. Their prosecution presented evidence that James had committed or participated in seven armed robberies and that the actions James took before and after shooting Brian Clendon showed calculation and malice afterthought. They said Brian had posed no threat to James before the fact that he knew him and it was reasonable to conclude that James killed him to avoid being identified. James was also sentenced to death. Although the German brothers were initially indicated for capital murder, they were ultimately only convicted of aggravated aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon. Clarence received a 20-year sentence, while Milton received a 30-year sentence. They have both since been released from prison. While awaiting execution, James took up painting and he gained mid-publicity for his colorful portraits, which he able to achieve by selling them on the internet. Ronald attempted to appeal his sentence multiple times. In 1992, he successfully won a stay of execution and a new execution date was set for June 1995. On June 8, 1995, Ronald was executed by lethal injection at the Huntsville unit. He declined a last meal. When asked if he had any last words, Ronald said, end quote, no, I'm not going to say anything, end quote. His execution was the 10th in Texas in the year of 1995 and the 95th overall in Texas. Six executions were brought back in the United States. James was executed on August 26, 2004. His last meal consisted of a double meat bacon cheeseburger with lettuce, tomato, and salad dressing, shoestring or crinkle cut fries with ketchup, banana pudding or banana pudding ice cream, and watermelon or white seedless grapes. James' last words were, quote, yeah, I want to thank my family and friends, my family for all, loving me and giving me so much love. I am sorry. I really am. You, Brian's sister, thanks for your love. It meant a lot. Shane, I hope he finds peace. I'm sorry I destroyed you all's life. Thank you for forgiving me. To the moon and back, I love you all, end quote. Brian's family members denied having forgiven James. This one was really ridiculous. This man was really, really crazy. How do you how do you expect somebody to forgive you after you killed their loved ones or went on the path of violence and your parents raised you right? That goes to show you that you, no matter what kind of upbringing you have, it still can and wrong because you're an adult and you make all the decisions you want to 
Well, guys, thank you again for joining me. Come back again next week as we tell the story of another unknown serial killer. And like I always tell you guys, be nice to people. You never know who they killed. See you guys next week. Thank you.